Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one, Real Madrid versus Liverpool in the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals. Um, yes, it's that time of the season again where both teams are looking at what is the end goal here. Um, well, all, all European teams that are still in their respective competitions are looking at what is the primary objective to gain, to gain at the end of this season. Um, for Liverpool, it's um, securing top four and see how far you can go in the Champions League with a depleted squad. For Real Madrid, it's a kind of a resurgence in trying to be that force that they once were just the three years ago. Um, and so both teams had something to prove. It was finally poised. Um, like as I, 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 like I said at the end of the last podcast, um, it was possible that I might not be able to catch all of the Real Madrid versus Liverpool game. Um, that instance did happen, but it was only for the first half where I didn't see what happened. But I have watched highlights of what happened in the first half now. So I'll give a little summary first of what I saw um, in the in the highlights of the first half. Um, all of the second half I managed to watch, so we I can talk about that, no problem. Um, so yeah, so obviously Champions League away from home, finally poised. Um, let's get into the lineup and everything else. So in goal you went Allison, left back Robertson, centre backs Quebec Phillips, right back Virgil, um, right back Trent Alexander Arnold, <laughs> your midfield three Genie Wijnaldum. Fabinho, Naibi Keita, up front, Sadio Mane in the left, Jot in the middle, Salah on the right. Yeah, so when I first saw this lineup, before obviously I got to watch it live, I was intrigued because it was, it, I was like, hmm, Thiago and Fabinho, no problem, both experienced. Who would be the third person in midfield? I mean, sorry, not Thiago. Um, Fabinho, Fabinho and Genie, arguably the two experienced. Um, and then he went with Keita over Thiago. And um, I get why you'd want to bring in Keita, but that Fabinho, Fabinho, Thiago chemistry just worked so well against Arsenal. I don't see. I don't know why you would take that away. Um, so that one was strange. Whether we're micromanaging Thiago's minutes, I get. But for Kater, he's been so in and out of the team because of fitness issues, and we're now just gonna throw him in. We're just gonna throw him in for the UEFA Champions League away from home against Real Madrid. Um, it's very strange to me because even at the game on Saturday, he didn't come on as a sub. He didn't come. He didn't come on the pitch. It was who came on? Genie Ronaldo. Um, who else? Reese Williams, Diogo Jota. You didn't see Cater at all. So Cater's last game with Liverpool was a month ago. Oh, oh no, 22, 22 days ago. 
and then you suddenly start him in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. I, 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 ah. that, that was my only kind of issue when I saw it. I was like, if Cater had a run of games, I would have been all for that lineup. But that was my only issue. But the rest of the lineup, it was fine. You, you just have to accept for what it is. So yeah, let's let me talk about what I saw in the highlights. Because I can only talk about the key moments and not what overall, how this person, how that person played. So, um, in previous podcasts, I've been talking about how the over-the-top diagonal ball has been Liverpool's weakness this season. And I think Sedan targeted that. Um, As I saw from the highlights... Real Madrid were in possession. Um, centre-backs passing to centre-backs. Tony Cruz picks up the ball. Vinicius Jr. Um, makes an in-behind run between Trent and Nat Phillips. Nat Phillips is square on to Benzema. But then he realises Vinicius is gone. If I don't run with him now, if I, if I don't run with him, I'm going to miss him. But he he done what all novice defenders would do, turn his back. He turned his back as Vinicius Jr. is running away. You can't do a 180 turn if the ball's going away from you. By turning around, that means Vinicius Jr. has already got that two, three yards ahead of you. The experienced defender would shuffle to the side. Shuffle to the side. And then give yourself some leverage. And play with your centre of gravity that way. By completely turning around and doing a 180. The ball to Vinicius Jr. was the most easiest diagonal ever. And then he found himself 1-1 with Alisson. He slots the ball away. It's 1-0. 1-0 to Real Madrid. Um, yeah. That, so, again, the diagonal continues to be an issue. And and that Phillips has been it's, it's been his weakness. It's been his weakness where he sometimes commits forward when he needs to know when to stay put, when to relax. Um, so yeah, they caught us very good with that one. You can't complain. Um, the second the second moment um, again similar moment, but this time it was on the channels. Asensio and Vinicius Junior make the inside runs again. Quebec and Phillips, this time they both don't move with the runs. They stay self-centred. And this ball finds itself over the top of both of them. The ball falls to Asensio. He goes past Allison and he slots it in 2-0. Again, the diagonal killing um, our centre-backs. Again, um, this... And, and, and that's... And, that, and Zidane... I can't lie, it's expert tactics. It's expert tactics because he probably saw the Fulham game. He probably saw the Chelsea game. How did they lose? How the two that was the last two games Liverpool lost, right? The last two games Liverpool lost. What did what did Fulham do? What did Chelsea do? They banged diagonals. The diagonals was what Liverpool couldn't cope with. And I think they identified that in the tape. They were never going to look at the Wolves footage. They were never going to look at the Arsenal footage. Because that's when Liverpool looked reassuring of themselves. There was no glaring weaknesses. But in the Fulham and Chelsea game, we showed our glaring weaknesses. 
And Real Madrid typically don't do that long diagonal balls. They play on the forward popping football or on the counter-attack on the floor football. They wouldn't ever do diagonals, but the fact Zidane realised that's our weakness. He's very smart for that and fair play in Liverpool couldn't match that. Um, on the ball, from what I saw in the highlights, it, it seemed like we couldn't get our rhythm going. Um, I was, Keita just looked very sluggish. Jota was quite anonymous. Um, Sadio Mane, my God. It's like his powers have been diminished. Like I, I can't work out what Sadio Mane is for Liverpool anymore. Um, very, very, very strange from the highlights that I saw in the first half. Uh, second half starts now. Um, we make a change. Um, Naby Keita comes off. Thiago comes on. Immediately you see some sort of reaction from Liverpool. Um, yeah, sorry. I had a little bit of a brain freeze. I'm trying. Genie and Salah um, play a 1-2 with each other. Then Genie drives with the ball, dribbles past a, def- a midfielder, I think Casemiro. He passes the ball to Jota. Jota just has to cut in and shoot. He scuffs it, but the ball ends up being like a through ball to Mo Salah, who kind of controls it, miscontrols it, finds Couture coming out a goal, shoots. Couture kind of hits Couture's armpit, bounces, hits the crossbar, bounces into the net. Um, 2-1 Liverpool. Uh, and then you're thinking, okay, potentially game on. And Liverpool securing that crucial away goal, which was definitely needed. Um, most definitely, definitely needed. And then um, after that, Real Madrid grew in confidence again. Their midfield started popping the balls. Casemiro, Modric and Cruz, you could tell why they are four-time Champions League winners. Um they just used their experience to control and dictate the game and it was bypassing our own midfield. Um, they, I think they realised that 2-1, as soon as we made it 2-1, it kind of galvanised them and it woke them up to realise, all right, boys, we need to take control of this game. And it was frustrating Thiago, he was doing little fouls. Um, it was frustrating Trent as well, he was doing little fouls as well. Thiago ended up getting booked. Um... Then Real Madrid had a moment where uh, Andy Robertson had a corner. The ball falls to... Terrible corner, by the way. Couture catches it easily. Real Madrid start a counter-attack. And then it was looking like a 2v1 situation. Luckily, Trent cuts up the ball last minute. Ball goes out for throwing. Real Madrid throw the ball in. Um, I can't remember who it goes to. Someone on the wing. And then it cro- Then somebody does a low drive driven cross to Vinicius Jr., our defenders are just standing there. Vinicius Jr. shoots. It goes under Nat Phillips's legs. Um, to, and to be honest, Allison should have saved this one. I, I, I don't know. It's that typical thing where, as a goalkeeper, you'd be incredibly frustrated with how you deal with it. And he dives very late to the ball. The ball goes under his armpit. It goes in 3 1 Real Madrid. And then you're just thinking. <sighs> that goal kind of sucked the life out of Liverpool. From then on, it just seemed like we were forcing creativity and it was it was back to Liverpool being them their typical selves of how do we force chance creations as opposed to how to play a natural game. And 
to be honest, Real Madrid, their def- their, their midfielders grew in confidence. They started tackling us. Their ma- their makeshift midfielders, um, because we knew Ramos was injured and um, Varane caught coronavirus, which meant that um they had standing centre backs, but it wasn't an issue. It wasn't an issue for neither of them, um. And yeah, Mo Salah was the one out of the front three who tried to make things happen. He tried to make passes happen. He tried to make shots happen. Jota just couldn't grow into the game. Not his fault, because really, you'd re- we rely on our full-backs to create Jota's um, attacks. Because Jota's not really good at starting his own attacks, but he's good at finishing them. Um, Sadio Mane, my God, became even worse the second half. He'd pick up the ball, fall over for some reason, and it was just a simple, like a breath, a breath of someone blowing on his neck, and he'd fall over and start crying. Like I don't understand where this part, where this, where this attribute inside your mind they came from. Where he's not showing that tough resilience in him. He's showing his. I I'm not confident on the ball anymore. I'm not confident enough to shoot anymore. I just don't understand. I, I I don't understand the fall from grace from Sadio Mane, and and yeah, Liverpool were just struggling to create. Um, and then we brought on Firmino. And I can't remember who came off. Jota must have came off. Kabak came off as well. Shakiri came on, and we put Firmino centre back. But that didn't do anything. Again, we're trying to force something to happen, and it just didn't happen. So at the end of the game, it ended up being three one to Real Madrid, um, which means we have it all to do in the second leg. Liverpool have to get two goals without reply in order to beat Real Madrid and to progress to the semi finals. Is that going to happen? I am seventy eight percent sure it doesn't happen. Jordan Henderson tax, Virgil van Dijk, Virgil van Dijk tax. And no crowd at Anfield on a European night. Tax. No crowd on a European night. Forget it. Forget it. Liverpool need a crowd, bro. Especially during a European night. Where everything is on the line. We've seen what the influence is like. And without that crowd, it's really going to be comfortable for Real Madrid. It's just... I cannot see Liverpool, if Liverpool pull this off, it's greater than Barcelona. It's greater than Barcelona, even though you only need two goals. It's the fact that there's no crowd and there's all these injuries. And I know Liverpool had no had the injury issue with the Barcelona game. We had no Firmino, no Salah. But the crowd is the 12th man, isn't it? The fact there's no 12th man there. I I I don't I I just can't see Liverpool progressing. Um, in terms of the only Liverpool player I saw trying, Mo Salah, Mo Salah. It was the only one that was trying to make things happen constantly, even if it was misplaced passes. He was the one most proactive. Um, Andy Robertson, you can tell now that he's he's so tired, he's jaded, man. I, it's not his fault. It's because he's he's never given the opportunity to rest. And Trent had a very frustrating night where Vinicius was just getting in his head um, and he got yellow carded for it as well. Um, And yeah, the inexperience of the centre-backs ultimately cost us the game. Um, So, 
do Liverpool put all their eggs on top four and not the Champions League? I, I'd, I'd have to say so. Now Sunday against Aston Villa at Anfield is huge. Because if you can't beat Aston Villa at Anfield... I mean, we can't beat anyone at Anfield anyways. But if you can't beat Aston Villa at Anfield, how are you going to show you can beat Real Madrid at Anfield? You know? You need to show that you're over this Anfield hoodoo and finally get a result. So yeah, um, that's all I have to say really. Um, so very disappointing night and I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with Henderson Fitness. The lineup we go with on uh, Sunday, I believe. And yeah, take it forward from there. So yeah, thank you guys for listening to LSC Reactions. Like, share, subscribe. And yeah, very short podcast. I know 16, below 20 minutes. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see the first half, so I can't critique in the way that I would usually did, uh, usually do. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening to LSC Reactions and tune in next time. Thanks.